Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. All right, people, we have a brand new year and it is go time. It's go time. What do I mean by that? Go time as in geo, as in get organized. If you're feeling your life is just cluttered and you can't get clarity and focus as you move through your personal space, your workspace, get organized. It's National Get Organized Month. Not even making that up. And we've got some <laughs> true professional help today from somebody who is a, I didn't even know this existed, a virtual professional organizer. So anywhere on the planet, she can help you get organized. She is Sheila Delson, and she joins us today on the program. Welcome. How are you, Sheila? Hey, Steve. Great. I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. This is a wonderful opportunity to share. Yeah, National Get Organized Month. Who knew, right? Didn't even know that existed. I shared before we got on here two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, the beginning of the new year, I started cleaning my office, purging things, throwing things out. I still have bags of garbage of just paperwork and things. It is such a great feeling when you organize yeah. and just purge all this stuff. Yeah. Why do you so think that is? It's it's liberating. It, it's a fresh start, something fresh and new. Um I think there's a lot of psychological pieces to it as well, starting a new year. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of one of the things I ha had wanted to talk about was, you know, we always make these new year resolutions. And because we start off, we've got great ambition and a lot of energy behind it. And um, it, when you actually put those aspirations into practice, like what you just said, and some, for some people, it's just like an automatic, natural response New Year, let's get it done. Let's just start making some new space and clearing the energy, kind of thing. Um, so you already started that. See, naturally, you just fell right into get organized month all by yourself. It's yeah, kind of know. cool. <laughs> I just looked at it as a new year, time to purge, time to clean. You know, clean slate. I have a friend who is very intuitive, and that's his his job. Uh, he told me almost a decade and a half ago that when you've got things in the way, like boxes, clutter, and things like that, you are truly blocking the flow of energy. Correct. Absolutely right. You know, it even comes down to a science, if you think about it. Every every item that we have around us has an energy field because it, there's molecules, right, moving and, and so forth. So it does create an energy. And clutter or excess volume around starts to block all that energy. So we get that sense of stagnation. And I'm not necessarily meaning what you can smell, you know, through your nose stagnation. It's a sense that we have, and we're pretty sensitive people. Most of us are. Mm -hmm. You walk into a dank, dark room, you instantly get that, wow, no energy in here kind of thing. Or, you know, maybe some negative energy. But um, you're, he was, he's absolutely right. There is a scientific piece to this too. A hundred percent. And in the last couple of years of my journey, that's where I picked up on this whole energy thing. And, and I worked with him on a marketing side and I was exposed to it, but you know, call it, I, uh, I dipped my toe into the water. I didn't jump into the water until <laughs> the last couple of years. And then I started seeing it, then started realizing it. It's the same thing as if you go to a party and you walk in a room with a bunch of people and you're like, ah, oh, this feels pretty good. I'm going to hang here for a while. Or you walk in and just like, 
I think I'm going to tell them I'm not feeling well. I got to go home early because the energy isn't there. Collectively, their energies are just very negative and it's, you don't want to be a part of that. It just doesn't feel good. Absolutely right. And it's something you feel, you sense. Some people are more intuitive, as you said, than others are. Mm -hmm. But I really think we all have a sense when we walk into, especially like you just described, a party or, you know, a room that's over filled with clutter and things are in disarray. So you get that sense of um, just a sense of immediate confusion. The brain senses when things are out of order. The thing our brain seeks for contentment and order. That's what the brain seeks for. Yep. And when something isn't there, you know, you, you just sense the disorder of it, Not aside from just visually seeing it, but you get that sensation. It's uncomfortable. It's just plain uncomfortable. And you might so, not be uh, able to put your finger on it, but I can tell you firsthand, even though I did purge and clean and everything, my workspace area is a little bit messy. Got a bunch of different things going on. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> Like, you know, if you have limited times, like you take care of that. But wait, let me go over here. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, I got that over there. I got that. I got to take care of that. Uh, order is 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 divine. Um, this runs yeah. deep for you. You've been practicing this practicing this for many years, right? Well, this I'm in my thirtieth year as a professional organizer. Wow. So yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Um, it's my passion. It's just something that um, I think part of it. Well, let me see if I can just sort of explain. Some people say getting organized is like a natural talent or being somebody who's really good at being organized is a natural talent. I'm here to tell you some people do have a predisposition for order, for orderliness. Um, but being and getting organized is a skill. It's something we can learn to do. And uh, so a lot of people have said to me, wow, you've just got this natural talent for being organized. I'm like, no, because there was a time I remember it really clearly when I started what I think I guess I'm going to call it my training ground for how to for being organized and getting organized. And a lot of it starts in the brain, in the mind. It, this is where some of the training goes. And when I work with clients it's not just about moving things and fixing the stuff or putting it where it belongs or uh, helping somebody do a lot of decision-making because really decluttering is a lot about decision-making. But um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with when I was a young, young girl uh, on Saturdays, we were not allowed, my sister and I were not allowed to get out of bed in the morning on a Saturday morning until my mother got up. So if she was up, then we could get up. But sometimes we'd wake up early and then, you know, what do you do? Mm, can't make too much noise. So I would actually sit in my room and rearrange everything in, in my room. I shared the room with my sister. I could move in my brain, furniture around. That's how I occupied my time. And, um, and I loved it. It was just sort of a mental exercise. And that to me, I can tell everybody, that was like a train thing because then when we were up and able to move around, I actually started physically moving things around. Wow. Today, people laugh at me because today I can almost not need a ruler. I can look at something and tell you whether it's going to fit there or not. Go in wow. the store, take an item and say, nope, that's not going to fit in that space, but that one will. With that, It's just something that just happened. And really, I think it has to do with those years when I was a young child, just developing that brain, that brain understanding. 
So um, that makes you vastly different. It, it really does, Sheila, aside from being a member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals and awards and all of that, you have an eye for it, the vision where you can see something before it's done, what it's going to look like, how it's going to all come together, where most of us, we don't have that. We, we can't see ahead. It's almost like you have uh, organizing intuition <laughs> in some way. Yeah, and 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 a lot of people don't. So that's the wonderful thing that there are people that do. Mm. So hiring and using a professional organizer really sometimes gives you a leg up, and um, and also you just you learn through the experience. It's a learning opportunity as well. Plus, you really get the benefits of getting some organization in your life. It's kind of cool. Oh sure, and maybe making a couple of bucks at the thrift store. You never know. <laughs> and, and that maybe too. <laughs> So where do you begin? Here it is. It's Get Organized Month. Is yeah. this something that you have to be, you've set the intention for, you have to plan for it? Like, you know, I, I said last weekend, it's a rainy Saturday. As I was actually kind of snowy here. I was like, I am going to clean. It's, I'm going to get to it some point today. I'm going to start organizing. And I did, mm-hmm. in my mind, have a couple of thoughts. I'm going to get the kitchen drawer. going to hit up that one. Maybe, you know, this room there. Um do you need to physically plan these things out, schedule these things out? Well, there's a yes and no answer to that. So we'll start with your, let's start with the no answer first, being able to plan it. We tell people, just, just do it. But let's not start big. Let's start small. So you mentioned the kitchen drawer. I don't think you need to totally pre-plan this the sudden idea and urge and time space. You have the time space for it as well Hmm. to just, you know, just do it. It's a kitchen drawer. So the project is small, narrow, and probably a little bit more, you had more time constraint around it. It wasn't going to take you three days to do your kitchen drawer kind of thing. So if there's a small project, we're always telling everybody, if it takes less than an hour, if it takes less than 20 minutes, and sometimes even just 15 minutes a day, Start moving things around, put things away, go around, pick up. I always talk about the low hanging fruit, mm. the, the obvious, do the obvious first, because you cannot believe it takes very little decision-making if it's obvious, very little decision-making, very low effort. And the progress in the sense of accomplishment raises that momentum of, wow, that really felt good. It wasn't so hard. Maybe I'll do another one tomorrow. I'll do something else tomorrow. Also talk about within the, whatever time constraint you have is to set a timer. Uh, in 15 minutes, you, you'd be very surprised how you can start clearing a room mm. and make that difference, that energy change that we talked about. So that that's the one, the, the no as far as the planning question you asked me about. On a different picture, on a bigger scale, if you're talking about maybe like your office, for example, um, depending upon the volume in your office and your intention, what do you want it to end up looking like? Do you want full systems all reorganized? Or you just want to clear the clutter. All of that is going to require a different amount of time, mm. different amount of energy and a different kind of focus. So um, and one of the problems, I think, is a lot of times people people either um, over expect on the time or under 
So we have to make sure that whatever it is fits within the time frame that you're you're talking about. Could be a couple of hours to a couple of days. Again, it kind of depends on the situation. Um, so mm. does that answer sort of your yeah, question? For sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I guess it comes back to the, you know, bite off, don't bite off too much more than you can chew. Um, but also the, the benefits aside from the energy and all yeah. of that, like, you know, I go through even a sock drawer and I'll find, wow, I didn't even know I had a, I have three brand new, awesome pairs of socks. It's funny how that excites you when you get older in my drawer, yeah. like, okay, great. That's fantastic. Or even cleaning the, the kitchen drawer, you find things that, oh, I didn't know I had that. Oh, I've got three brand new of that or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of other maybe un unseen benefits that can come along with. Yeah. And you know, here's another thing that happens. You just hit, hit, you just really hit something really important is the discovery of things that you have that you forgot. Um, and I always tell everyone, even once a year, now we've got national get organized month, but you know, you don't finish the end of the month and then everything should stop. Right. But maybe start to create a schedule and I call it maintenance schedule. Get reacquainted with the things that you own, like opening that drawer and finding instead of, oh, I always, I had my favorite spatula and I thought that I had thrown it away or somebody took it away or I lost it or something. And oops, my goodness, here it is. Um, just getting reacquainted with, do I have too many spatulas? Making decisions along that way. So it's editing, right? It's a little bit of editing, editing. but also I think it re-stimulates your mind to the things that you do own that could also be serviceable to you as well that you haven't been able, you haven't used in the past. Like, oh, wow, I'm going to start using this more often. This comes in really handy. Um, that kind of totally. discovery. Yeah. I, I even <laughs> going through my kitchen drawer and recently, you know, COVID is kicking up again. So I was thinking, you know, I need hand sanitizer. Got you know, to go to oh. Amazon and get some hand sanitizer. I found bottles and bottles yeah. of small, <laughs> like exactly what I was looking for, but I didn't know that was in there. Is there a, a room or two that you feel are, even for you as a professional, more yeah. challenging than not? Sure. Mm. I, the, I don't even need to think hard on it. It's paper management. Wow. Paper management being your home office or if you've got it with, we all have homes or offices and it's, you know, how we're managing paper. You know, paper is this wonderful thing that computers was going to make it all go away. But oh my goodness, there's paper, paper everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So fi filing systems and just managing the paper, how to, because paper, it's not just the paper, it's the information on the paper. And I think being very careful and mindful when we start moving it around and sorting it and so forth is what kind of an activity is involved in this in the information on this piece of paper. So I think managing the paper is more about managing the information that's related to the paper. How, how frequently do we have to refer to it? Um, do we want to keep it visually out? Some people file some people pile <laughs> is mm. that, and, and by the way, even for people who pile, if there is an organized system used, piling is fine. It's, it's that function functionality for that person. Everybody's got different styles as well. 
but really I think paper is one of the biggest nemesis. And by the way, paper comes in the form of, you know, an eight and a half by 11. It could come in the form of invitations. Um, it can come in the form of books and magazines and other kinds of pamphlets that we collect because they've got information on that paper. So it's about really more managing the information related to the paper. So I think that's something to think about. And sure. at some point, you know, we could even have a long discussion on on paper because oh. that's a whole subject all by itself. You You said a word that I feel is very impactful about all of this system or systems. And I feel that that's where people fall short because absolutely we're not the pros. So yeah, we can open up a drawer and, and declutter and all of that, but we don't know what to do with that stuff. Same thing that you mentioned the, the, I got piles of paper in the other office. Uh, it's manageable, but I got to tell you, if you, you walked in there with me, Steve, tell me what the piles are about. I don't really know. Some of them are tax related. <laughs> some of them this, whatever. Uh, it's neat. But I can't really tell you. I don't have. I need to get a system. That's the one thing I didn't get to in terms of the piles of paper. Probably sure. half of them could be thrown out. Um, but systems essential, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent essential. Hmm. And here's one of the here's one of the benefits of a system. So if we're talking about paper, if you don't have a decent system, and uh, let me add another thought: a system that you trust. There's a lot of different options for systems. It's got to be a system that you trust. If that system is not in um, in, pro in in set up and running properly, especially when it comes to paper, we tend to then drop it instead of file it or put it away. The word filing is another whole has a whole different connotation to it. But um, if the system does not support us. It's not, it, it, the system should support us, not us trying to support the system. So we need to make sure that the system is, and everybody's style is a little bit different. And I just mentioned before, some people need to file out of sight, don't want to see it, can't function without it just being away. And other people need to see it. It needs to be around them because it provides some stimulus and some clues about keeping their, their workflow going. But the system is important for managing the types of information that is on that paper. And that's what I've mentioned before. So in that case, we do need a different kind of a system. Go to your, your maybe your clothes closet. There again is another form of system. Are you making really good use of the space? Mm. Are there big giant gaps of space because you, you need better shelving or do you need more hanging space? What's on the floor? What's going on on the floor? So there's, yeah, systems will make it or break it. I'm far from the expert, of. but I will say I've <laughs> learned that little things make a difference. For example, when I moved into the spot where I am now, I went on Amazon, spent $23 and got a ton of hangers, better quality, all of the same type. And wow. what a difference that looks like in your closet, as opposed to having the wire hangers, then having the right. wire cardboard tube hangers you get from the dry cleaners, then have the plastic hangers, one's white, one's gray, blah, 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 threw them all out. And just something that's uniform for the best spend $23. I have tons of hangers left over. <laughs> can I can I just address that for a second? That was a great example. Because when you open up a closet door, 
and there's a whole bunch of clothes in there. When you've got multiple hangers, now remember I mentioned earlier the brain seeks for actually it seeks for control mm. and and right for some sort of control and um, a lack of clutter, a lack of of uh, confusion. And when you open a closet and you see all these different hangers, you know clothes are hanging this way and that way and drooping. Instantly, the eye picks it up. It goes to the brain, and without like in a flash, instantly you get this overwhelming sense of confusion yep. and overwhelm. Yep. Actually, you want to avoid it. You want to back out of that closet. But as you just mentioned, get a whole bunch of the of same or similar uh, hangers. Everything hangs the same. Everything. So when you open that closet, you no longer have to fight the sense of resistance that you get or that confusion that you immediately feel it's it invites totally you it invites you in you can now see what you're looking at you can see the clothes or whatever item you're looking for so instantly you're absolutely right people take don't really consider that that's organization it's just kind of being a neat nick but in truth it, it has to do with again the energy you were talking about right kind of energy that's given off by that kind of confusion and, so, and it's, uh, there's functionalism involved because go function. ahead, go ahead and put your jeans on one of those wide, you know, cardboard tube hangers, and it's like, like it's that? just like it looks like garbage. <laughs> like, oh, you know, you took. Let's put it this way: if you're going to dedicate the time to cleaning your closets, why do that? I know it saves a couple of bucks, but for the twenty three dollars or whatever it was, uh, buy a box and share it with your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I still have, I have, you want some hangers? I got, the, I got them. They're in my garage in a box, neatly put on a shelf, by the way. I'll have you know. Um, yep, yep. But Del. yeah, there's so much here to talk about. I think, yeah, we're almost out of time. Yeah, um, this went so fast. It was yeah, great. We can go, you know, we even room to room garages. There's a whole other oh, category ooh. of stuff to, uh, to, to tackle. Tell me about working with you, Sheila, as you do it virtually. Now, some may say, well, how's she going to do that? She's not physically in uh, my house. How's that work? Well, this is a this is a, a delivery system that I discovered back in 2014. And uh, even other organizers looked at me like, well, you're crazy. How could you possibly organize? So, so here's we work by Zoom or FaceTime. And I am actually, I you you as the client are the actual hands-on person. So in a way it's do it yourself. Um, but I am the one that, so we de decide on the project, what the project's uh, uh, objectives are. And then we start working one-on-one -on -one during an organizing session virtually. You show me your camera. We talk about the space, what you want. And I start making recommendations, even suggestions. If you what about that box on the floor? What's inside of that? Let's take a look and see what's in that box on the floor. And let's move it out of the area so that I can we can change the energy around it and mm -hmm. we move it over. So we start really, so I really give complete directions to the client. And guess what? Virtual organizing sessions are only one hour, maybe an hour and a half, but they're frequent. So I might work with somebody for maybe three sessions. So that's three hours out of a week, that three times a week. And in the meantime, we work together for an hour and then an extra half an hour, they will work independently. So what happens, you cannot believe the difference in the, in the skill transfer 
Hmm. with the client after several sessions because they're getting the direction from me. They're hearing it. They are hands-on. So it's all these learning styles. The three are visual, uh, hearing, and tactile. The client is doing all three of them. They're getting the the uh, audio from me. They Even from themselves, when they feedback information, they're hearing themselves talk. They've got the tactile and the visual. So they remember the process that happened, the conversation involved, and they get that sensation, that feeling. They actually get also the sensation of the change of the energy as we're working as well. Wow. So um, that's how we, that is exactly how we do it. Sessions are short because people get overwhelmed. A lot of times people just don't have, like we talked about before, a lot of time. But everybody can find an hour in a day to work on a project, to move it along. To, uh, to want to learn, to be able to increase that brain cell. And it's all about neuro, a lot of it has to do with neuroplasticity, just the moving, the touching, the sensories that we're talking about that helps to start building new skills. I love all of this because under your direction, I have to believe when it comes to organization and cleaning and decluttering that somebody even gets more confidence Oh, wait right. a minute. I did it. I can do that. Well, you know what? I'm going to tackle that. I'm going to do that. Uh, a lot of this is new territory for us. We've never really, yeah. you know, cleaned to the, to the extent where it's under the eyes of a, uh, of a, of a professional. Um, so I see, I see all the vision here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's great. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I, I love the virtual because it has to me far greater benefits than even just an on-site organizer working with you. I would have never thought that until you said yeah. it. And yeah. because first off, it's like, well, why not, you know, virtual, I'm hiring this lady, come over and help me do it. Or you you take care of it. Tell me, make the suggestions, I'll approve it, then you do it. But doing it virtually, now you're doing it. You're taking ownership of it. You're getting ownership. Con- confidence along the way. Yeah, fantastic. Ownership, com- com- absolutely. Ownership, confidence, um, And there's a whole lot of other benefits that are kind of unexpected ahas, aha moments. I think you start to understand yourself a little bit more. You understand the space a little bit more than having somebody else do it for you. Sure. And um, yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's really great. And I'll tell you, it's a little less expensive for the client. And then there's that too. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's, and then there's that. There's no travel time. You don't physically have to go to their location. Uh, all right, go time. Yeah. Get organized. How do we reach out to you? How do we start a conversation and uh, clean up? Absolutely. So uh, my website, you can go on my website and um, under contact me and it's the virtual professional organizer.com. And um, yeah, I'm happy to answer questions all the time. Fantastic. Love talking with you. Uh, learned a lot. Steve. What what's clutter? What is clutter? We're gonna learn about that next time we get together, right? We, we absolutely will discussing clutter next time. Definite the definition and definement of what clutter really is. I have visuals, but I don't even know if I'm I'm right. <laughs> so we'll we'll talk more about that. Thanks. You're, you're pretty. I think you're pretty intuitive. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know intuitive. I'm just I'm a Virgo. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Where what astrological sign are you? Curious. I am an Aquarius. Did you see my lips move when you said it? I did. How did you know? I just know. That's weird. Wow. That's because I have a friend who's an Aquarius and 
she's of the same organizational mindset as I. I've worked with her for about, known her 20-something years, worked with her for 10 very closely. Um, I should have said it before you said it. I I was mouthing it like Aquarius. I know. You did. That's (laughs) awesome. That's pretty awesome. Aquarians, Aquarians are, I think, even better organized than Virgos. I really mean that. Wow. You're, you're, there's a reason. Could be. There's a reason you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> I hadn't, I had not thought about it that yep. way. That's yep. really interesting. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you, Sheila. I'm looking forward to next time we talk. Absolutely, Steve. You have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. We'll be right back. Bye for now. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was gonna do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. Just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.